0: Welcome to the Joy Factory, where we explore the art of happiness at work. I'm Susan DeFazio, your host and founder of Be Future Ready Today, where we develop toolkits that simplify our world of work and empower the how for happier and healthier outcomes so that people and businesses can truly thrive. Our podcast guests come from all walks of life, and today we're welcoming Emma Loudon. Welcome, Emma. Hi, Susan. Really lovely to have you on on this week's episode. Um, a little bit of background um, on Emma. Emma is a senior people leader who's driven to improve the employee experience and is a passionate about creating an inclusive culture where people can really be at their best. Emma is Hub People Leader at and Digital and chair of CIPD's Mid-Scotland branch. So Emma, given the scope of her roles and the breadth and depth of her personal journey, we're really keen to explore the thoughts and experiences of this week's theme, which is being yourself at work, where we'll talk about finding the right conditions, becoming comfortable and fulfilled, and creating respectful boundaries whilst nurturing others. But first, Emma, I'd like to kick off our conversation by asking you personally, what does joy mean to you? Thanks, Susan. Yeah, I think for me, reflecting on this question, seeing seeing joy in others
1: is really what joy means to me. That's where I get my enjoyment from, whether that is family and friends, whether it's colleagues. Um, And then I guess from from a kind of personal perspective, then um, for beyond seeing it in others it's very much about achievements and satisfaction you know it can be the the smallest of things you know whether um i don't know you've, you've, you've had a spring clean in the house and that gets you feeling great that you've achieved something or actually you've delivered a really brilliant project at work or um, you've made an impact in others i think that that's really where i get joy from
0: yeah it's interesting isn't it because there's so many facets to happiness and joy and there's almost like a kind of a a a scale and and I'm smiling because you're talking about giving the house a good spring Mm -hmm. spring clean when you're in the mood for doing it and you get it done it almost gives you this sort of high Exactly. (laughs) Um, and it it, you know when I think about happiness I'm thinking about fulfillment and you know i I've been doing, the more I do this, the more conversations I have, I sort of reflect on what it means for me. And certainly it is that um, making sure that you're connecting mm-hmm. to people in the right way for me it's about clarity mm-hmm. of where I'm going um, and how I'm going to get there and then being quite deliberate about the choices I make really sort of making sure that I don't set myself up for being unhappy so I, I hear what you're saying it, it sort of takes on different guises doesn't it and and fulfilment um, just means different Things to different people at different times of their 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 journey. Mm, Completely, and actually,
1: you know, the start of the year, um, where where we are at the moment, you know. It, it's quite a reflective time, isn't it? And when you're talking yes. about clarity and choices, you know, it's that New Year resolution point, you know, in in the workplace, it might be setting your goals and objectives, planning what you want to achieve across the year. But actually, it's a, it is about direction, and and it goes back to what one of my original points on what joy means to me, you know, achievements and satisfaction, it's feeling that you're making progress, that you're, yes. you're proud of something that you're, you've done. It's a, it's a sense of achievement, really.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, because we spend so much of our time in the workplace, um, I, I, do you know, I saw or um, read some research uh, recently that says that uh, an average uh, sort of working adult life, lifespan will spend 13 years and two months um, wow. working. Um, of of their entire time. So, of course, it's a significant part of our our lives. So finding that great place to work where we can really align our own personal values with um, that of the organization and, and really bring our whole self to work has a huge impact, doesn't it, on supporting our growth and avoiding that horrible dreaded monday morning because we've all felt it but (laughs) so in terms of your experiences emma finding the right conditions let's start with that what what are your reflections on finding the right conditions sort of good and bad you know
1: yeah i think you know for me I, i kind of was reflecting back over my own career journey on this and you know I've had some okay workplaces. I've had some amazing workplaces. And then there's there's definitely been those negative ones along the journey. And I was kind of thinking, you know, what is it that makes, if I, if I start from that finding the right conditions, what makes it not great? And, you know, whether that is there's office politics, power struggles, whether, um, you know, the, the role that you're doing doesn't fulfill you, or um, you're kind of boxed in and not really given opportunity for growth. You know, that's some of the things, we. I guess it goes back to kind of what we're talking about of being yourself at work. And, you know, where it doesn't quite feel right, you feel that you're perhaps, you're going to work on guard. You know, it might be you've got that, you spoke about that dreaded feeling that you, you don't want to get up in the morning. You know, you're thinking, what else can I do? I'm on the job sites, I'm looking for other things. You know, when, when those workplaces aren't great, you know, that you're not excited about getting up and, and coming to work, whether it's it's about the the culture of the business that you're part of or the rules just not
0: quite right. Um yeah. What, what do you think, given that you've experienced the sort of the yin and the yang of, of, of uh, you know, conditions at work and uh, productive and connected condition, to conditions at work, what do you, could you have a go at describing what you feel the right conditions are? Um, for for allowing individuals to to be themselves at work, to bring their whole selves to work? Yeah, I think, um,
1: for me, some of the core things that really feed into that is that values and culture. Um, you know, whether, you know, if I look at where I am at the moment and, you know, we've got three really simple values of wonder, share and delight, and I can connect to them, I can... They, they fit with my wider values that I've got which are is, is focused on achievement, um transparency, challenge, wonders in there as well for me. And and I think so values are at a real core of it because values feed into those ways of working within organisations. They they feed into how you would recruit people into the organization and, and, and align to that. And then wider to that is probably the other core part I would call out is connections. Um mm-hmm. You know, it's those colleagues that you work with, the, the people that you interact with in your team or the wider organisation. You know, those are the things, if I think about the magic of where I'm at just now and and why it's a really great environment to be yourself at work. Th- those things make a massive difference. And even down to, I, I don't know if we've, we've touched on this before or we've, we've, we've spoken, but even it's it's small things that we do. So in my current environment, we have our job title and we have our and title and that and title tells everybody a little bit about who you are outside of work as well. So um, I am a people lead and awesome baker and, and, and we've got a whole range of, of people. And, and that helps then it goes back to that connections part because it helps you connect on a personal level to your colleagues not just on a day-to-day job level as well.
0: That is, I mean, it's quite... I think it's magnificent actually but it's really quite a simple thing having those titles because yes you want to make that connection but it, it being visible about your sort of your identity beyond a, a job title mm-hmm. really does help people quite quickly get a, a sense of you know cuz immediately I'm thinking um, you're t- being an awesome baker I love mm-hmm. baking you know that and and if we were working together every day of course we wouldn't talk about (laughs) cooking every day but 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 it is that you've got that affinity Mm -hmm. i think with somebody or it opens a door to ask questions if you're not clear you know if if somebody so if i was a rubbish baker for instance you go gosh you know, Emma, give me some. What are your top three tips? Type of thing, and all of a sudden, you're connecting um, beyond the the work task, as it were. But it's so important to 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 the whole the, the whole the, the way the organisation works to have that connection. Don't you think? Oh, completely. And
1: you know, I'm sure if we all reflected on what's made our workplaces fun or or who are those people that you've really kind of gelled with? And usually it's not just a, a purely work relationship, is it? it? There's there's usually whether that you've got shared values, whether that you've got something in common, but you get to know each other beyond the coming in and the job that you do. And um, so I think that it all feeds into that, that connections part because, you know, you feel comfortable that actually, like, blinking back to my current place you know feel comfortable that you people have, are supporting you they've got your back you know if you make mistakes that you, that you can be really kind of i go back to my values i can be really transparent i can be really honest about it um
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know that then people will, you, you've got that connection that relationship that then they will work with you and they'll collaborate with you and and yeah, they it, it it's Connections, I think, is is hugely hugely strong in in making yeah. that being yourself at work because it's that psychological safety that comes into it as well, isn't it? Uh,
0: absolutely, and and so you know when we're describing when we're describing this, it can um, you talked about the 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 values mm. and the culture. Um, I'll, of course we know that leaders um you know it comes from the top, but so often I've worked in organizations either inside it or sort of supporting them from an outside in perspective, and what they say um in terms of their um their sure. culture or their values Doesn't there's almost subcultures that seem to emerge, and for me, my my sort of reflections on that is that it's very dependent on the the leadership. So it can't just all be about the founder or the CEO or the COO. It's gotta go through the leadership as well. So what are your thoughts about how leaders, you know, keep that sort of? compass, that sort of values compass, alive and going and, and connected to the overall purpose of the organisation, that you, that must be really important.
1: Yeah. And again, I'll link it back into context of where I am at the moment. You know, our business is still young and the, there mm-hmm. was a, a huge amount of thought put in by our, our founder around about what our culture would be. And, you know, as I called it, our values, you know, three simple words, but they, they genuinely run through everything that we do. And to, to your point about leaders, you know, leaders then keep that alive. They role model it. And I guess it, it for me, it's how do we hold leaders in business accountable to to that? And where yeah. do we call out? You know, I've, I've been in the not so positive businesses where you know, you could have all the leaders are fantastic and then there's one individual where actually their behaviour is not what you would expect from the culture of the business. And then it comes down to that that integrity in the business. You know, are you, are you going to accept that? And and that risks kind of, I guess you, you called out those subcultures that can take place. Does it risk that? Mm-hmm. Um, is, is it small enough that it, it just impacts a pocket and, and businesses are willing to accept that? Or is it that actually then that starts to peek through and it damages the, the culture that you're you're holding within the organisation? Um, and there's lots of, you know, leaders should be holding each other accountable for this. You know, it might be people, professionals are, are involved in that. It might be um, the, the employees and the team members. You know, again, that that's about how you create that culture. Have you got a really safe environment where... You know, feedback and real radical candor happens there, or or not? Um,
0: yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, radical candor, I like, I like how you have phrased that. Um, because you know, if particularly if you're more junior in the organization or, or, or newer or um, have a, a lower status role, if I can put it like that, it is often harder to flag things that are perhaps running counter to what the 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 senior leaders are saying you know so if if there's a if there's a leader if there's leaders not behaving in the right way there's got to be sort of mechanisms in place i think and an openness Mm -hmm. um that the, the 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 hierarchy within the organisation set so that people find it safe to be able to challenge and safe to be able to voice their concerns. I mean, I'm I'm interested in you know your your experience in transitioning because it's clear to me that in and you feel very comfortable to bring your whole Mm -hmm. self to work which is fantastic you've found a a happy place as it were um but how how was that transition into that workplace culture i mean if you've worked in organizations that perhaps it wasn't as strong mm-hmm. and <laughs> um, how did you cope with that transition because that might were you not a bit discombobulated <laughs> yeah actually you know it
1: wasn't it, it, I, I was fortunate um that, that i had the other positive experience before jumping into and but but moving into other roles i i remember having a real suspicion when my new manager was taking a, a a genuine interest in me. And and I'm thinking, why would she be asking that? She <laughs> must be asking that for ulterior motives. Why would she be interested in that? And yeah. um, that that came back to when I was talking about some of those negative workplace experiences, you know, that came back to that where, you know, you felt that you were on guard. So to be in an environment where actually the team's quite open and, you know, your manager's genuinely there to help you grow and to to do your best in the workplace that it it was definitely unsettling and i think you know sometimes um you know the culture where i'm at at the moment is is fantastic but there will definitely be people who join us that go Mm -hmm. wow this is a bit different to where i've been before what's going on here and you know (laughs) i guess yeah some of the things we do now you know it's about how we've got a really um fantastic onboarding experience because actually ah. that sets the scene when people are are coming into the business but then it's not so disconnected that then when they land with their team after that period that oh this is different to what we were told on that th- th- through that recruitment process or through that onboarding process so um yeah yeah it, it definitely was a bit of a bumpy experience I've had in the past of, of moving to that um but actually once you get past that kind of fear of of and go oh this is it's not just on the surface there's nothing underlying here um
0: then yeah you're not suspicious you're not suspicious yeah yeah
1: yeah and and you know that's that was a if i think about that period in my career you know that was still a gradual journey to be able to kind of be comfortable enough that, you know, if it was my manager or another team member giving me kind of feedback, that me understanding that feedback was coming from a, a good, good place case, yeah. to help me rather than uh, I've definitely been in those teams before where feedback was there to punish you, you know. And and, and that, there's not many organisations, I don't think, out there that have got that perfect, really open, transparent. Um, I think everybody's aspiring to it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's tough to get, you know, I've I've read the the Netflix No Rules Rules book and and you know their kind of um feedback model on the forays and uh, you know that would be great that all organisations operate in that way. But I think um often it's a journey and it's very much driven by the, the experiences that different people bring in and where everybody is on on being able to have that radical candor that we kind of spoke about.
0: Yeah, I, and and so really, if I think about being, becoming comfortable, mm-hmm. what you've said is that, you know, what helps um, individuals become comfortable, there's sort of almost two, two aspects to it, if I can kind of boil it down to that, is that, it is about your leader um, or taking interest in you, and that you can, in a in a way that is, uh, it's got it's filled with integrity, and you're able to show your strengths, but also be vulnerable. So it's that building that connection, mm-hmm. um, sort of, you know, peer-to-peer and and with your, your boss, as mm-hmm. it were. Um, but also, you talked about a great onboarding experience. And it, it's interesting because my, my view and what I see um, it, out, out in the marketplace generally is that, recruiting attracting and recruiting you know there's it's a it's a magic Mm. there and and organizations can be really good at that but then when it gets to the onboarding piece it can almost um um, i don't know fumble it it kind of feels a little bit so that on the fact that and has this great onboarding experience it allows people to enter a new environment and just settle mm-hmm. themselves in and and that's really good to hear because you know um yeah i just think onboarding is 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 an under um developed mm-hmm. shall i say underdeveloped competency that that organizations i think need to focus on because i think it makes mm-hmm. a massive difference to that connectedness, to from, you know, why should I join this? Why does it, mm-hmm. how does it help me as an individual? Um, but I'm, I'm now in a place where I can really thrive. Yeah, yeah, and
1: it, it, re- it really does. I think we've all kind of had those experiences where, oh, there's your desk, right? And I get to work and, and you know, we. The cost of recruiting and the cost of replacing in businesses is huge. So, you know, invest. You want people to have the best experience. You want them then to be able to perform their best. Otherwise, you know, Mm. what you've wasted all that time doing the recruiting in the first place. Um, So give give them that space and time. You know, make the connections. um, Kind of join the dots for them as they're joining the business. you know, I think about and, and certainly our onboarding process has not stayed still since I joined the business three years ago. But um, you know, whether it is that you're getting a, a session from our founder to talk about, you know, what is the vision, what, what, how did we even begin, through to we're talking mm-hmm. about psychological safety or feedback or values or culture. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there's more practical things around about systems and and kind of doing your job and, and things like that, but. Actually, it's that it's that that feeds the culture then, um, and and really allows yeah. you to just yeah, it's it's joining the dots really. It is really joining the dots and setting people up for success.
0: And, and I think. Um you know beyond that when you say setting up for success you know there was this sort of the traditional model i'll put it like that yeah. where you joined and you you did that role mm-hmm. and you didn't step out of those boundaries unless you were sort of you know you part of succession planning or it, it, or that you just you just felt that, okay, I, I, I look at that particular job role and I identify with the tasks in there and I want to, I want to aim for that in terms of your trajectory. But for me, now I see um, a workforce that is made up of people who want to want to grow want to have experiences don't necessarily want to have the confines of um a particular job role do you do you i mean first of all would you agree with that and is that what you're seeing emma and secondly if you do um how do you within the context of getting work done and fulfilling the objectives that that that, that the business has set mm. how do you kind of give that flexibility within roles without boxing people in
1: yeah it, it, it's a tough i mean that certainly go back to the original question yes absolutely see that mm. you know I, I don't think careers are so linear as they used to be and therefore you know that you get the most growth from being able to kind of flex and i could i could go we could do a whole other podcast is on on even just our approach to growth yeah. you know we i'll just quickly touch on it but you know we we our business is we operate in an agile methodology and, you know, our approach to, to people's growth, we, we borrow from that. And, you know, we talk about people being the product owners of their own careers. So moving away from that parental um, approach to performance management or growth or succession planning that perhaps um, I've, I've experienced in other businesses to how can you empower people to, to really drive the ownership of what direction they want to head in? And then how do you create opportunities? And, and a real kind of personal example, if I think when I joined um, my current organisation, you know, one of the skills I was I was less comfortable with was presenting to others. And I, I realised quite early on that I, that was something that can encompass my role. But actually what I had the flexibility and autonomy to do was then to find my own path about how I wanted to upskill in that. You know, it wasn't a... I've been in those places before. Again, yes. when you have a manager who said, "Yes, you go and do this course, and then that will, that will have you at that level." You know, actually, for me, it was finding something that I connected with, and um, I that's I, it's a Google initiative called I Am Remarkable that I would went along to a, a kind of networking session that they ran. This thought this was great and then thought actually do you know what I, they they give support and and the you can become a facilitator you know it's not a paid role it's just a volunteering role i guess um but that was a path that then i chose that i would go and right. do because it would help me in my day-to-day job but actually it gave me something that i was quite interested and in, passionate about Yeah. I go back to that original question of what does joy mean to me and me delivering that workshop allows me seeing joy in others because it talks about achievements, it talks about accomplishments and it really uplifts um, individuals, I guess, even understanding why for some people it's really difficult to do that. But, you know, that was that was a pathway of me upskilling. It gave yeah. benefit to my role. But actually I, I fit it around everything else that I do and I still run it. And that that's kind of an example of that. And we've got lots of little pockets of where people are, passionate about things whether it's a community of practice um but but people have that flight i I guess it's coming it's moving away in business from that real militant you know you will work nine until half past five and actually it's changing that focus i think covid's really pushed along hasn't it of let's focus on output and therefore Trust your people as adults, yes. as professionals, to manage their day, to fit in of course there's always core deliverables of your role, but then yes. to flex it to the, the other things that will help you grow, develop, or or just make you happy at work.
0: Um, yeah. I think you, you know. First of all, I love the, I love the example that you shared about I am remarkable. Um, I will go and have a look at that <laughs> now that you you've shared that with me because I think, you know. As we grow as individuals, um, the, you, you, you actually channel that back into the work that you're doing within, whether it's within the company sort of boundaries, if you like, and or, or within the community. And I think, you know, it's about that connectedness of growing yourself, but also giving something back to others to help them grow and to help facilitate and build um, resilience or or confidence or whatever it is that people are seeking so i i love that and you know so that's that's fulfillment um it's empowering fulfillment i suppose isn't it you know you're, yeah. you're given the right conditions but you're also being proactive yourself and saying okay what can i do mm-hmm. to help myself grow as an individual um so i i i really i really like that and i think it kind of makes me think about As you're creating the right um, conditions and you're setting, you're allowing people to become comfortable and then giving them the opportunity to um, be successful in the role, number one, but also be fulfilled beyond Mm -hmm. that, those sort of confinements of a role. What about the aspect of... Being yourself, this, this, because um, we mm. all have things that we feel vulnerable about, or we all have mm-hmm. challenges. I call it the spillover effect, you know, when, when things in your personal life are perhaps not going as well as you might like, you know, so we all have those ebbs and flows. What's your experience, Emma, of being able to? Be be supportive as a leader, and 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 and, but at the same time, cr- creating those um, boundaries whilst you're nurturing that environment of allowing people to to reveal themselves. Yeah, I, you know, I, I maybe start
1: even with that. of going back to, you know, other more traditional environments, or perhaps not as positive cultures as I've experienced where I am. You know, I, I've been in those places where. You're at work so therefore you're professional and you're doing your job and and nothing personal goes on about that but actually we all employ humans humans are messy there's yeah. there's not a defined line between work and personal and what else is going on for someone whether that is from a health perspective from a family perspective whatever it may be you know there's there's always things that can bubble over and you know go back to being being yourself at work for me you know, i've went through um kind of really kind of bumpy times personally with um, at my teenager and i can think about other work environments that i've been in the past and actually if i'd been there i probably would have had to have taken time off work my stress levels would have been higher um you know who knows, yeah. I might have even got to the point of just saying, do you know what, I'm going to have to resign because it's the balance is so far on yes. the other side around about actually just now I need to spend some time to focus on family. But actually the experience that I've had and being in a, a really kind of people first supportive culture is that actually... What I was able to do, you know, first and foremost, I've got some brilliant support in place. So, you know, being able to reach out to wellbeing support and to to get a counsellor in place. And actually then, and this seems really simple, but in lots of organisations, you wouldn't be able to do this. But then to be able to openly talk about it. And, you know, if as a senior leader in the business myself, that I can talk to others about, yeah, you know, I picked up the phone and, and I, I got some counsellor support, you know, that vulnerability as a leader to then allow others to kind of recognise that that support yes. is there. And and then I think it comes around to, you know, you spoke, spoke about, you know, what's the boundaries, I guess, with it as well. Um, you know, it's it's in your choice about who you share that with or how much you share. Um, you know, I, I was a really fortunate position at that point when That kind of started for me. I was in a, a part of the business, you know, the approximately kind of 80 90 people, and I was able to share, do you know, what I've got something personal going on at the moment that didn't impact how respected I was in the business. Um, you know, it didn't change my ability to do my job, but actually, yeah. I, again, if I think back to some previous experiences, I'm sure we've all had interaction with colleagues, and you thought, "God, what's wrong with them today?" Yeah. <laughs> but actually, in having a little bit of understanding that we've all got things bubbling around under the surface, um, and and there's a balance, you know, because actually, if I came into work every day and I, I I spoke about that and I gave everybody the ins and outs of kind of what was maybe going on outside of work. I'm, I'm not going to achieve my role. Actually, that starts negatively impacting others. So, you know, there is there is careful boundaries about how do you, where do you get your support, and where's just I guess a building an awareness from others. Um,
0: yeah, I think it, I think you're right because it's just acknowledging. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with something really tricky at the moment, or um, however it is you want to to put it. I think in the workplace, we all have to get better at perhaps... Um, just reading the room mm-hmm. and seeing when somebody maybe, and it, it can be non-verbal things. It, it, you know, you just it's sometimes a feeling that you pick up on, and being, and then saying, "Is everything okay? It, mm-hmm. it, it, do you need any? Can I help or whatever?" Mm-hmm. But it's saying, you, you know, I don't. I think the other thing with with sharing um, things that are perhaps more of a personal nature is that you. You you really as an individual don't you don't need to over explain. You there's a there's a there's a way of saying I'm dealing with something tricky and you will pick the individuals in your um, in your community at work where it's appropriate maybe to share that a little bit more, whether it's with, as you said, with wellbeing support or just that's it, it's a full stop. You know, I'm just going through something, you know, I I, might, I, I, may need to leave absolutely on time or before time or whatever it is, mm. what the ramifications are. But I've, I mean, I, like you, I've definitely been in, you know, um, in environments in the past and one that kind of comes to mind was you know the uh, many years ago I I was going through a divorce and I I just felt I could not tell anybody um in the in the business because I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know whether or not I, I felt judged or whatever but I didn't want to show that vulnerability but inside I was dying (laughs) you know and I'm sure it must have affected me and I think if I had been maybe just felt more comfortable I think that it's that reassurance that you can just say okay breathe this is going on but this Work can be actually, in many ways, when you're going through challenging times, it can be a bit of a savior, as long as you get the balance right. Because mentally, it's a distraction, don't you think? Mhm. Yeah, completely. Yeah,
1: it was. I, I just smiled when you're talking about your experience there as well, because you know it, it brought back a memory of. I remember working in in one workplace, and at the at that point, I was a single mum, and I, would, I didn't even want to share that because I thought I would be judged. It just shows the contrast to where I am now. Yes. That, you know, it shouldn't, I guess, where where I fit on this is actually if you want to get the best from your people and, and you want to have your own personal best experience at work, you know, we everything from whether we celebrate life events of, you know, babies being born, people moving house, birthdays, whatever that may be, why shouldn't we be able to do the flip side of that you know whether i don't know someone's going through a real kind of health worry or um or there's something personal going on yeah I, i guess what i'm trying to say is it it feels it feels great to be in such a safe environment where you can share what you choose to share and actually you know colleagues are not in the position that they'll ask more or they're being nosy or they'll gossip about it behind your back um it it's a oh you know understand somebody's somebody's having a bit of a tough tough time and um yeah it, again it's go, way way back to the what does happiness at work mean and connections is back there isn't it it's about yeah. having having your tribe having your support group um that's in the workplace too
0: absolutely and i do think though. um as individuals, we we and I I've not always been good with this. So I'm I'm talking from a a, a place where. Um, I've had to really work on this and that is you have to be very clear about what's important to Mm -hmm. you and and do the work you know in the same way you do your shopping (laughs) list um, you know you do it or the same way you approach something else which is pretty uh, fundamental to 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 getting some control and confidence in your life but you have to be Quite methodol- there has to be a method, I think, that you go through where you, you say, okay, as life mm-hmm. evolves, things things change. You talked about, you know, um, an example mm-hmm. with your family. Um, so things change. So what is important to me? So do that stock take of um, what what are my values? Does it align with the workplace? Mm-hmm. Is the workplace really uh, mirroring those do I see um, that I'm getting uh, or I, I'm creating a sense of belonging yeah. and am I being helped with that uh, yeah so I you know it there's there's personal accountability in there isn't there oh def-
1: definitely definitely and then I know I can realize that when I was talking about it, I, I understand how lucky a position I am and, and to be in such a a positive culture of organization and and you know in my my wider hr network you know i do hear the horror stories of, of other organizations yeah. and it, it and it's I, I recognize it's not always an an individual's control but where you do take some accountability about you know evaluating does this align with me is this the right environment what can i do to change this you know whether that's mm-hmm. a, i can stay where i am and change things or actually i need to step away um you know for it goes back to your point isn't it how many how many hours how many days how many years we spend at work yes Um, wouldn't it be a miserable life if, if we spent that time in an organization or a role um or a culture that that wasn't enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it is it is a fascinating subject about, you know, bringing ourselves to work. And I'm, I'm conscious of time. I thought I'd do a little bit of a, a recap. I mean, there's so many things that you've said, Emma. Thank you, because I think it reveals in real life uh, what it can mean to bring your whole self to work one of the things i i love about um what you've said is that there's a couple of things actually or more than a couple but i'll i'll put them in my summary but this radical candor if you if you are in an organization where you can you can be honest and transparent and be direct and still feel whole and still respected then you're in a pretty special place i think but if you're not you can make some choices and um that that piece about i am remarkable i think focusing on our growth and how we help others is really important Uh, the some of the stuff that i've uh, i've looked at in terms of Um, you know bringing ourselves our whole selves to work and the the way we make connections one of the the final takeaways that I think is important is think of your organisation as a community just like you would you know we talk about families don't we families are either functional or dysfunctional or or they can be both It's if you think about your organisation as a community then you can really think can I really reveal myself in the as the person I am, and be happy and celebrated for doing that. That's the one sort of thing that I would say um, is about you know bringing your whole self to work. What do you think? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it, you know it's good. It's a good,
1: good thing to kind of pause and 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 evaluate it in that way. Definitely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Any final thoughts from you, Emma? Um, I, th- I think. It's been fascinating to kind of get involved in this and, and, and chat about it because, you know, even taking that time to reflect on the journey, the organisations, the roles, the colleagues that I've had over time, I think has been really interesting. But um, I, I think it, it, I would encourage those listening, you know, think about about the environment you're in just now. You know, have you got, does it align to your values? Are the connections there? Um, what... what but one thing would make it better um
0: yes yeah that's an excellent way actually really concise and uh, and um yeah, very useful um, support to anybody listening to this. And uh, if, if, if people are interested to find out a bit more, because I must admit, I, I love the, the values of Anne, this wonder, share and delight. It's so simple and easy to sort of anchor everything to. But if anybody is interested in finding out more, Emma, about you, is it better to, to find you on LinkedIn? Is that the best place? Yeah, absolutely.
1: LinkedIn. And um, you can find links there to and who I work with if you're interested in in us as a a business as well. Um, And also to I Am Remarkable, which we touched on in in terms of the workshops there. But yeah, absolutely. Connect up with me on LinkedIn or take a little bit of a look at my profile there.
0: Well, I mean, it is because it's finding finding the right environment is it is it can be tricky you know you you're you're constant and things change as well leaders change direction changes and so on so i think Uh, Yeah, I'm certainly drawn in to find out more about what you do and and what it is like at Anne. So um, anyway, I'd like to thank you, Emma. And uh, as you said, there's probably more and more aspects to this that you can talk about. So I look forward to having you back on again at some point. Thanks so much for getting me involved, Susan. Thank you once again, Emma, for sharing valuable insights about being ourselves at work and the key ingredients of culture, values, and the supportive practices that allow us to bring our whole selves to work. We definitely need more positive examples of workplaces that allow us to thrive. Please join me on the next episode where I'll be chatting with our next guest and discovering their thoughts about how we connect and create happiness for ourselves and others.